1: Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, let me tell you, when I set this podcast up, one of the guests that I really wanted to have on um, was James, James Allen of Vegas, And for some reason it just never happened. We were speaking after I had Alan McGee on, I think I reached out. And at the time, I can not think what was going on with the band, but it. It couldn't happen then. And then uh, the other week, I heard a, a Glas Vegas track on one of my playlists, and I was like, Oh, I need to reach back out. Like, I'd love to chat to, to James. And within like, you know, an, a, an hour, management got back and said, Yeah, let's do it. And that was literally maybe four days ago. And then, yeah, super quick turnaround and, and got to sit and, and talk to James for longer than a lot of the usual episodes. This goes for. About 90 minutes and trust me when I say James chooses some incredible records and it's just a lovely chat. And, uh, and yeah, I was absolutely thrilled to, to get the opportunity to talk records with him. Um, looking forward to live shows in 2022. Um, uh, I guess if you're Dan, this neck of the woods, and by that I mean uh, where, where my accent's from, then uh, Plan the Garage in London, um, definitely going to be at that show um yeah well before we get on with the chat a few thank yous so uh thanks to the the, the team at glas vegas for helping put this together uh so quickly uh thanks to scribius pip and everybody at the distraction pieces network thank you to 76 for producing the audio uh of this podcast um and thanks to you lot for uh for supporting and just being nice and yeah saying nice things about the podcast and, yeah, giving us little follows and likes and loves and shares on the, all the social media stuff. So yeah, thank you. Um, anything you need to know about this podcast, like you know, back catalogue? Because there's there's three hundred and fifty episodes in the back catalogue. So when you finish my chat with James, then then go and have a look. Um, yeah, because there's a, a big a big bunch of uh, chats to be enjoyed there from some of your favourite musicians, producers, DJs, actors comedians go and go and get stuck in because there's, there's there's stacks there for you to enjoy but not before this so please enjoy off the beaten track podcast with james allen of glas vegas sorry i've interrupted the podcast but with good reason Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar and there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, And what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. (music) It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu him. Okay, we are recording. James, how you doing?
2: Good. Very good. Very, Lovely, very, stuff. good.
1: Lovely stuff. Lovely um, stuff. Where are you today, James? We've just been chatting, actually, before uh, we, we press record, and I've been banging on about uh, my, my life uh, in, in the clubs and, um, and where I am. I forgot to ask, whereabouts are you today? Uh,
2: Glasgow.
1: Nice, nice. i East
2: End.
1: Lovely lovely well james i kind of i, I want to ask just quickly how you found the 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 eighteen months of lockdown how you found that personally and creatively, and then just maybe touch on how you found that moment of being able to go back out and gigs and things like that. How was that for you
2: um well, one, I was uh trying to finish an album at the time which had been taking quite a while. And uh, because it was the first album that I'd done with the band, just completely the band and nobody outside it, it. Um so there's was a lot of things happening to kinda of learn through the basics, you know what I mean? And um engineering side of it. And um so to be honest with you, I think if it wasn't for the lockdown thing, I think I'd probably still be recording it then. And that was like I don't know, seven years or something, so um, so it, in that way, it, I just use it as like an opportunity, you know what I mean, because it's just, it's better, I've got nothing time to just kind of finish things. Um, and I'm one of these kind of people that if I didn't have my fiancé making sure that I was going to, like, sociable things, you know what I mean, like a pub quiz or something like that, I mean, I would never have... My own kind of thoughts to you know, I mean, want to go to a, a pub quiz or president like because I'm a weirdo. Um, but but actually, do love it when I when I do good and do these kind of things. Um, so I guess it's a shame not to be. Doing the things that are kind of good for me and make me a bit more human or something like that, you know what I mean. Uh, so I, I'm quite I, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy to stay in my own thing really. Anyhow, I've never. Um, I've never really been that kind of guy that's on it you know what I mean it's like um, getting like meeting up for lunch and you know, all that and, and yeah. being part of that I've never been like that really or I've never really enjoyed going to like clubs or anything like that um, so um, but then I guess when, when you've got everything took away from you but like there's a lot of things that you're just like shit Yeah, I, I actually really need this now you know what I mean you just it's just human nature, I guess. You just appreciate it. You know what I mean?
1: Some of the things you maybe just take for granted a bit. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting seeing, um, after we sort of managed to sort of reopen my venue, seeing two years' worth of kids that had turned 18 that had never been to a, a nightclub and and seeing these kids like that are like 18, 19 coming into a nightclub for the first time and hearing, like, some of their favourite records, you know, loud in an environment with, with, you know, hundreds of other people. It was so really special to see. It was just Uh, like, these uh, have never experienced this. This is like, normally you turn 18, you go to a club, but they'd not had that for two years. And to see it, like, after all the sort of delayed... You know that because of what happened, them finally getting into a, a club, they didn't know half the records I were playing, but they didn't give a shit. It was just like, This is lab music with like you know, loads of people in this kind of crazy, dirty, smelly environment, and it was just glorious to see. Really was. I think that that's the I don't think about
2: that kind of thing, so uh, a lot of people's like situation, I guess, a certain age, yeah, found that, that timing and that thing. Yeah, that could affect stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's interesting. But and so, what were you doing for the two years then? That was, were
1: you just in the club like kind of like a a glass like drying it? Yeah, I was like Wixy from Eastenders for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was just quite strange. We, our club's quite famous for having a really dirty, sticky carpet uh and
2: you sound like you're really really proud of that
1: (laughs) we are it is literally our unique selling point uh and so we was about to get it changed just before lockdown and so when we did we cut it up into little squares and framed it and we sold 5,000 of them to our clubbers like which basically helped pay the bills like throughout lockdown, that everybody wanted this bit of smelly carpet from our club, which was uh, we didn't think we'd sell many, but it went absolutely bananas. So yeah, that was that was quite a quite a strange thing to do during lockdown. But but and I mean, think The fact that you're even
2: mentioning how bad it was because it's like just sort of a like quite standard that there's a lot of bad ones out there, but yours must have been a next next level bad. Yeah. Oh, mate. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> people who don't notice, it's just there, and that's the way it always is. But you're actually, you've, you've noticed how bad it is. <laughs> cut it up in squares and you've sold it to people, that's <laughs> mental.
1: I, I, I did feel when I was talking to some of the clubbers last Friday, I was talking to you about, um, before we pressed record, about them having to kind of have their COVID passport, and I was just thinking... Fuck, man, there is worse shit in that carpet than COVID, man. And if these have survived <laughs> this for the last God knows how many years, they must be bulletproof. But, <clears throat> right, well, James, let's talk songs. And um, I'm going to kick off with the first track, please. And can you tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please? Um, well, Sam cook, A
2: Change Is Gonna Come, um, I mean, I guess with, with a lot of these questions it would probably be like a, a few songs here and there you could you could have I uh, could have or whatever, but I guess that uh, would be the first one that would um, you know just jump into my head and uh, something uh, that that I mean the, the you're talking about you know what I mean the the theatre the 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 kind of it's like. It's a song, but it's one of the ones that kind of it makes you, you see a lot of pictures with that song. You're right inside that It's a movie. And um, if what, what he says, I mean, it's quite a perfect song, really, I think. And I think for what he's singing, uh, the way he's singing it, the Fenton's going to, you know, what's going to be the set-up for that, what's going to set, set that thing up, and that choice
1: that this magic film. I, I couldn't agree more. I uh, I wrote down my list when I first started doing this podcast of what mine would be, and I chose that for this question as well. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 think it's, I think it's one of the most perfect records ever made. And what you said there about being able to picture it, I mean, it's been used so many times in so many kind of Pieces of film about civil rights and things like that, and it's it's just perfect. The 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 strings at the beginning are just so beautiful, and you just think, how can you top such beauty? And then you hear Sam Cooke's voice, and it's like, fuck, that's one of the Uh, sweetest things you'll ever hear.
2: Sam Cooke is 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 well well like loved and well known and all that. But sometimes when you listen to him, you you can't help but get that a wee bit of feeling that. I don't even know if it's enough. Yeah. Like it should even it should probably be spoke about Mare, even. Yeah. You know, it's, sometimes it's like that with certain artists and you're especially when you maybe go back and listen to them again, you're reminded of how um how powerful it is. And you get sitting listening to him and then you're like, he's going to be the best. You know, and then I guess you could maybe play a Bob Dylan record and then you'll just you go to that and think that you'll just change your mind and Dylan's the best you know learning or something but I mean that's there was another I mean I think when the band first started I remember me and Rob my cousin would um, we just be discovering a lot of songs all the time different different bands and all that like you know for that time maybe like the 50s and stuff and um, and you know we'd, we'd kind of like, you know, like, shit out of a lot of sand foot fans came back and forth. has got. I mean, there's some some songs that aren't really that well-known and they're just... They're really heavy, you know what I mean? Um,
1: I, they're just basically something else, you know what I mean? It, it, it really is. And I, I, I kind of stumbled across that because I think I'd heard, I'd heard maybe Wonderful World just because it's one of them songs that's just out there and you you can't escape, you know, it, it's, it's there. But I think in the sort of late about eighty seven eighty eight, Levi's were doing a big string of adverts and kind of pulling up old, you know, old great soul records and and I think they used Wonderful World and then I think they Cupid then got a release as well around the same time that Jackie Wilson was doing Repetite and Sweetest Feeling and and stuff like that. And I remember. um just asking my folks for a Sam Cooke record and I got it for Christmas bizarrely and it was called The Man of His Music it's deleted now it's a double album and I remember just like Christmas Day just sitting there like reading it was a, had all this information and, and I'm a huge like boxing fanatic and there was just this amazing photo of Sam Cooke with like at the time Cassius Clay oh. uh, and it was like oh my god this is like the it just blew me away, and like literally spent all day just like listening to Sam Cooke. Have you? I've not seen it yet, but have you heard about the film about? Yeah. Have, you seen, have you seen it? Yeah. Great.
2: Great. Is it good? That's, that's great. I, um, and that was just some of the things that when I was first getting into Sam Cooke, it was it was that thing. It wasn't even just the the songs and that. It's, um, it's when I Cassie's play at the thing was. Saying this is Sam Cooke, greatest rock and roll song in the world. Yeah. And it's like that and that. That's that's the way it should have been. It's, that's the way it's always gone to be. they yeah. two yeah. in the ring. Yeah. He's a champ. It, uh, it's like. It's, and I think that was the thing. It's just as much as the music that would just um, make me just feel like, you know, I want magical things to happen in my life, you know what I mean? I was probably unemployed at the time and all that and and when you see the kind of things it's just like it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um aye. But um but it's a great it's a great uh, movie that, the Mohammed Ali one.
1: Yeah.
2: It's really, really well well made um inspiring and all that. It's that's great. I was just gonna ask you about it there before you asked me actually, when yeah. you said when you mentioned that aye.
1: Uh, right. Well, I'm going to ask you uh, while we're talking about uh, it, it, you know very powerful emotional records. I'm going to ask you to tell me for track two, please, James, the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. I well, it was um, <clears throat> must
2: have been in the '90s, um, and it was uh, it was a song called uh, "Philadelphia" by Neil Young. It was on a birthday um starring Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. Um it was Neil Young performing it. Um, I didn't know who Neil Young was at any like that. Um and it was just uh, I guess it was one of the kind of times in my life I was I was kinda of like quite young, I didn't really understand or I've never been exposed to some of the things that's in the movie really. Um so that was a kind of first, you know, quite a it's like opens your eyes, and it's like a, a lot of um, real uh, struggles, and you know it's it's the it's, it's stories told in such a like a powerful way that that for me at that age it was just it was um, it was really an amazing amazing thing because when something is told, we, we such, uh, when something's made, we such kind of like, um, you know, like, but uh, like, like a master's made something, and it, it's, it's no like, clumsy, it's not, so then, when there's people like me, that don't really know anything, and they're going to be like, educate me, you know, and, I remember when I was started the movie, it was like, it was real, because it was during the day, it was at the Forge cinema, and, Park and there was hardly anybody there it was me and my sister and when I walked in it was just like I was always like trying to annoy her and like throw sweeties and I was making a lot of noise when I opened the sweets and all that and Denise was like shut James, shut up and I, I thought oh this is great so I wasn't interested in the film you know what I mean it's a Philadelphia sis like um, and then half, half an hour passing by and the sweets just so... Yeah, what I mean, and then that's that, and the world looks different, you know. But you walk when I walked, out, the world looked different, and I think that probably sometimes when I'm thinking about these things, like you know, when you're like sort of looking back on the, the first songs like that, that uh, made you feel anything, anything like uh, emotional or whatever. But you know, it's this it sort of makes makes sense as to why, you know, but. Like, maybe I would write some of the things that I would write myself, you
1: know. What was the emotion that you got from hearing that?
2: Everything. Um, and it was, you know, whether it's a stranger, whether it's somebody who's related to you by blood or whatever, you know, I guess that uh, you you just feel your heart sore, you know what I mean, because like, just because you care about people, you know, right? like, whether it's strangers or whatever. Uh I, I love people. And that's what it, films like has made me realise, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's somebody I'm walking by a street or whatever. Um, I know that I couldn't deny that. Like saying that, you know what I mean? I know that that's true. Um I but well, it was just I think the thing is it's like, you know, you you're already Sort of your heart's breaking and you're hanging by a thread here, and and Neil Young comes in there at the end. We have bazooka, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I mean, like you know, with a medium like um, movies, film, when that when that moment happens, when that when that look happens, and when that when that melody hits the song hits at that point and the angles just right it's such it's so powerful man you know what i mean um which has probably been a lot of us i've been exposed to music that i never really knew who the artist was and stuff um you know like a lot of music growing up really you know i didn't really listen to music to maybe i was a wee bit older
1: was there music on at home growing up though
2: i I just sort of hated it. um I just I really i always just I, I just don't like music and and I think it was just but like i'm really quite in a lot of ways i'm quite um out of touch with um, you know I, it takes me quite a while to understand that the way that I would receive the music and you know feel like the first. Times I hear the music, I would listen to it in a certain way, but just assume that I was the way that I think that's just the, the way the rest of the world does yeah. as well. So I wouldn't think any of it uh, because I would be um, like this, where it would just be like in a supermarket or whatever, but I would listen to the song and start to like kind of take it apart and. and and thought, you know what I mean? Like and separate it and and all the different chords, how they would move to one to the next, would would almost be like a a shape or a picture or a thing. And and it was only until I was older then that I realised that not everybody I'm sure not everybody listens to that the same way. Um, and here's me, I thought like I hated music, you know what I mean? That shows you how to strip it on. Um uh, but I saw so that that song. But there, there was there was music growing up in the house, and um, it'd be my sister would be playing things: Madonna, um, Kate Bush, uh, Bob Marley. My mum ma would, and it wasn't always cool people at like that. My sister played. It was. Um, Denise will kill me for saying this, but I remember our first single was an artist called Sinita, So Macho. (laughs) Do you Do you know how it goes? For anybody that doesn't know how it goes, it goes, So macho, so macho, he's got to be big and strong Enough to turn me on And by the way, that's a bit of a weird lyric, that, because she was probably about 10 years old or something. Yeah. Going repeating his. Um, so there was things like that as well. Um, my my stepdad, my stepfather uh, is a massive Doors fan. Massive Doors fan. Um, and I used to always just say, that's rubbish, that's rubbish. Uh, turn that down, no, and and he would just always like he'd always bite and and then like a lot of things with my stepfather it was like he would tell me something was cool and I would, I'd be like no and then I had to go back a few years later and say to him um, can I get a day to Samba? <laughs> uh, I've quite like the doors now and I, so I had to go back my so now I just try and listen to him when he's telling me something's good because uh, I love the doors.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm, it's impossible to be a cool dad though it's I have tried to influence my daughter's with, with, with music, and it doesn't matter how cool I think it is, I'm their dad. I'm not cool. They, you know, it, they've got to find <laughs> it themselves, you know? Uh, Tell you about
2: it,
1: man.
2: It's, <laughs> it's, I, 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 I never look. I never look for it. I never look for it. I don't know if subconsciously or maybe, like, without really feeling like I was trying to look for it before. If I did in any way, I don't know. That's been shut down. i has been shut down in the early days, Now with my daughter, she's 10. And it's like, I, I never... I think, no, I think I actually feel like when she gives me a compliment about something, which isn't that often, but so um, I actually don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, like confused, embarrassed. I, I like, about your state when she actually gives me a compliment. Yeah. So, uh, no... I'd probably look for it. Um, I remember what, the, the first time when she was a bit younger, I was showing her that like, I was recording some music. and um, So I was showing her, oh, this is the drums, this is the guitars, and, and when I'm playing it, this is all these instruments playing together. So it was like a new song or whatever I'd been writing. And she listened to it, and it's, it's the most honest and, you know, like... Um, it's the most honest review anybody's ever gave that I've, that I've seen or heard that she wasn't carrying any like sort of like, baggage into the review like like you know something personal they just don't like here they don't like the way you blah 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 right it was, it was just pure for the heart man and she just listened to the song and after it she was just like um, she in her mind she was just thinking there's two options for me right so I can make something that's cool or something that isn't cool, because I'm making music, so I can decide that she's at that age, where well, she thinks that I can just decide if I'm going to write something cool or not, and that's the two options, and she was really confused, she took the headphones off, and she was just like, why did you, why did you to write something that was cool, like, like it was an option for me, and I was like, I was like, that is cool, get the headphone back on, listen to that again, just repeat until you think it's cool, right? you <laughs> 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 i don't <know> uh, <laughs> uh, But no, she doesn't. She doesn't ever. I mean, when it comes to music and much, she never. She never really bats an eyelid. Do you know what I mean? But um, but she sometimes asks me to show her in the piano or whatever. Um. Uh,
1: I was. Uh... Uh, like, uh, my daughters never engaged with me about music and it's I've spent years in bands and DJing and, like rock clubs and things like that so it's it's, it's everything for me <clears throat> and the conversation never happened but my, my youngest is now at kind of has just started college and I, I went to pick her up the other day and my phone rang and and I always had my phone on sign but for some reason it wasn't and I'm, I forgot that I'd had a, a ringtone from like years ago my ringtone's how soon he's now and uh and it rang, and she just went, I was listening to that the other day, but do you know what? I think I prefer Big Mouth Strikes again. I nearly wrote the car off, James. I was like, fuck. <laughs> she's found <banned> the Smiths. <laughs> I was just like, I am welling up, mate. I was like, this is crazy. I'm having a conversation about about the Smiths with my daughter. This is great. I'm
2: loving it. <clears throat> They're, going to get to it. They're going to get to it at some point. It's not like that, but- you know, like the
1: doors and all that they'll get, get you eventually. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, um, I mean, just going
0: on. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
1: on something you said about you know you in, in one ear you was here I mean I should also say I did not expect uh, a Glas Vegas uh, rendition of So Macho on this podcast but I, I enjoyed it but um, I wondered like with like the kind of pop music and, and and you talk about you know Bob Marley and Madonna and things like that, and that that's brilliant pop music like you know um, Madonna at that point was writing you know such infectious hooky pop songs, and then you're getting weighty stuff like The Doors as well. And as much as, at the time, you might not have thought that was going in, do you think that subconsciously it was? Because when I hear your music, I can hear real heavy weightiness and really well, I, great was, pop hooks and sensibilities as well. It
2: was totally organic. It was totally organic. And it really, I think it totally was. Totally was. Um, and... I think even for my mum as well. My mum would like play Roy Orbison, and, and she'd play like uh, she play some things like Rock Set and all that. And it was just that was kind of killed me of it. You know what I mean? It was like I've told people before that I can still hear the hoover. when I hear Rock set on the radio or something. I, I can hear the hoover. Where? I can't. Even. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's an engine starting in my. Do you know what I mean? In my mind, is this but. I think it's funny with some songs it's like some of the things my mum would play I think that you know when when you're a kid although maybe your mum's not going to tell you everything that's going on in, in her life but you you've know, got probably a lot of, like, if, there's, if there's hard times or whatever it's just things are just a bit tough you know what I mean Um and and I can start, and I think it's probably where the music my ma would play is probably the music that, there's sometimes when I hear it, it's kind of like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm back in that, I'm, I'm back in that, the, how light it was that day, or how, like, what my memory is here, yeah. and you're right back, it's like, it's kind of weird, you get songs that sort of take you back to a time, but then you got other ones that just, you can, you can just taste the it, yeah? air. it's just, you're, you know what I mean? There's ones that really, really. And it's like, that song, um, is it Eternal Flame? Is yeah, it the band? Yeah. That's one. That's one. It's just, it, it's like, It totally, it's like, you're just, and it's not always a good, you know, some of the Christmas music as well that you used, used to get is like, yeah. it reminds me of like, it reminds me of being poor probably and feeling sick because I've just been tanning. All my selection boxes or the chocolate and all that. But there's a, there's a kind of darkness there. Yeah. Because you're a kid. You've known you're known control you're known as much control but what your life is. Yeah. You're you relying on like parents, you're relying on these other things that are just it's um it, it's an uncertainty that goes to it, you know what I mean? And depending on how you kinda of grew up. You know, I I love my childhood and but there's kind of like some heaviness at times you know like a lot of people like you know what I mean and I think some of these songs it just it's always some of these strange ones that that really kind of makes me oh holy shit man it's like quite hard to turn it down yeah you know what I mean it's something in that bangles song Eternal Flame it's that fucking that um, how's it called it's like the the organ thing that's like the the BC organ or something and it's like What's it go? It's some percussion thing that must come in. Is it a triangle or something like that? I can't remember, but it's, it's got like a hacking yeah. vibe, man. You know what I mean? It's like a song. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, that's the funny thing, isn't it? It's like, that's like you know, if some, if some people hang like, oh, what would you feel like if somebody didn't like the music or somebody... I mean, all the things that I'm talking about then? You know, I hated the Doors, yeah. right? So if somebody was to say they uh, I did the Doors and I loved them then next you know I'm turning down a song and it's a cracking song yeah not because of, do you know what I mean so you, when you when you kind of know all the things about the way you've been in the past it's just like it's alright you know what I mean if anybody would like a, a song that's amazing and then if they don't like it tomorrow that's that's all that's cool as well that's alright you know what I mean um, sorry, because it's sorry. people have got a weird sort of a way that they you know what I mean? Even if they would uh, disregard the song, yeah. it's, it can be felt a lot of different reasons, man. You know what I mean? It reminds them of something that they don't want to be reminded
1: of, or whatever. You know? Uh, well, let's stay in the formative years, and I'll I'll ask you for track three, James, to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please.
2: School, <clears throat> so, um, you know, there was just probably a bunch, and it would probably be a bunch for, like, when I'd be like walking in the bus. Be walking on the bus and putting my money in the thing and they'd bus ride the bus driver would have the radio on. And, and it was things like I remember one song that stuck in my mind was um the Pitch mode. I didn't know it was the Pitch mode at the time. They, to me they just sounded like every other band, like, it was like could have been any other band for that time, you know what I mean? But obviously they wouldn't. You know what I, mean? I was daft. And, um but it was um enjoy the silence. Um what Oh, I right. I I was thinking, oh, that's like that stuck in my mind that 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 song. Like, of course, it's fucking stuck in your mind <laughs> when I at it, It's like because it's fucking, it's almost it's probably perfect. Yeah, talking about Sam Cooke and all that. It's like, I mean, it's a different thing, but I mean, still, you know, it's kind of perfect as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, in every way. Yeah. You know?
1: They're, uh, they're, they're my hometown band. They're uh, they're from where I'm from. They they were the residents in my club, like so. They started off and like our resident band was Depeche Mode back way back in the early '80s. So yeah, we're fiercely proud of them round this way. I <coughs> and, and it's like when they first started, it was like proper like pop band and all that, and the the way they
2: looked and all that it, yeah, it,
1: was so, it just got darker and darker and darker. And uh oh yeah, what a band. And and I, I think massively underrated. Like they're still, you know, selling out these huge arenas all around the world and it's like when people talk about big British bands, no one mentions the mode and it's like they don't need international but
2: know this I I like to see them my pal was supporting them, my my pal was in the uh band the the Ravenettes. Um and it, he was playing a gig with them in, in Stockholm and me and my fiance Ross staying at the time. Um, and that was the first time I'd seen them playing. Yeah, I think. the um, song band, I think he's one of, I would say that, I don't know, if, I don't know about how underrated they are. Maybe, maybe they are because they're that good. Um, but I think him, um, the songwriter, I think the songwriter um, could be spoken about a lot now because he's one of the best British songwriters
1: of all time, man. you know. And, Why and I, the best? And I, I think, that. I think, like he writes <laughs> kind of obviously about what's going on for him, but it's how them songs aren't written by Dave Garn yet he sings them with such fucking conviction like you'd never question that that's not him singing about his experiences. like that's what makes i think martin gore and dave garn's Aye. partnership perfect
2: yeah i know i know because uh, even um the, he's, he's got some voice as well the guitarist yeah it's a like mad voice he's got mm. it's great right, like um like, like the, the vibrato and all that in like, they've got kind of got like a yeah, almost like a female, like, like a, a gospel. Yeah. Um, I they will just they're special, amazing,
1: but we digress because that's not your song choice, is it?
2: Right, I know. So, <laughs> so I so when I was talking about the songs for that period, so it could have been like I can through like a bunch of different things, it like would take that or something, you know what I mean, like sitting in a, a girl's house or something like that, you know what I mean? She's got posters of, like, uh, that Mark Owen, like, like, on every inch of the bedroom, and you're just sitting there, like, you're, you're sit, just, you're standing on the pillow, like, you're, like, that wee Jimmy thing, that wee like, standing on a pillow, you know what I mean? trying to move it the way when she gets, when she sits next to you in case she crushes you, because you're that small, you know what I mean? The Mark Owen everywhere. Um... And so I could have been a bunch of things, but um, I guess uh, it was the first album that I ever bought was Pulp, uh, different class. And at that point, I, up to that point, I still thought I hated music. And then that was the one that was... Um, but No, not at that point, I thought I hated music. I'd already bought my first single at that point. But it was one, a band that made me think, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to spend money on an album. I, um, it's not going to be buying buying my stepdad's crappy albums or Denise's crappy albums. It's like I'm going to buy an album, and it was just like this event, you know what I mean? And um, and I remember getting the album and taking it home and just like reading through the book and I loved the the different pictures in the book. I remember buying my pals, Siobhan, at school. Um, I must have mentioned to her then in school that I, I like the band Pulp or something. And she's like, oh, I love Pulp. And she's like, I've got a different class, of vinyl. With the pictures. So there's this kind of special one that they made where you could change the photos on it. And that blew my mind. I just had the CD book. Yeah. I was happy with that, but that blew my mind. I was, I was, not, I was, I was beneath that. That was not my place in the world. Yeah. You know, I've never thought about buying any ski wear well and going skiing. That's not my place. I'm beneath that. There's certain things that never change. But you you're just like, that's not, that's not that's not for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I just did my V C D book, but I just loved loved that uh, album and there was probably a time in my life as well where a few things that were probably going on that uh, led to me probably spending a lot of time um like on my end, kind of thing, you know what I mean? So it was kind of good timing for getting a, a dynamite album and just getting lost in the, the songs
1: and stuff. Could you connect with the songs because you know they're, they're very working class, aren't they? They're, they're you know they're, they're completely written about. Certainly, on, although I you know I live in Essex and not Sheffield, like so much stuff that Jarvis was singing about was, well, yeah, that's where I live, like you know, this, this, I could. Instantly just connect to that. Could you see I, anything? I'm a few years older than you, James, so but like you know, even like you know, at a young age, could you kind of hear what he was singing about?
2: I, I, I could. I mean, there's some stuff that I probably maybe you know, there's, I, I got most of it probably. Maybe some of the nuances of maybe one, I was some. I don't know. I think when it came to probably when it was milk, like pointing towards sex and that kind of thing I would be a wee bit I'm probably I don't mind I've got a bit bit melded in talking about I don't really understand that it sounds a bit creepy you know what I mean but I was probably old enough I should have known you know what I mean (laughs) 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 Uh, but uh, you know so it's like I was quite quiet when I was younger quite like you know but outside my man, my sister. I can't really remember talking to any last week, you know what I mean? When um, I was younger, really that much. Um, part of Siobhan, about the album, different class. Um, but, so I think, that, that side, it probably there was a lot of things that was, you know, that was quite a bit like, uh, I'd never really heard a bit put like that and maybe a song. And, and, but then, there was a song on the Trace album called My Land. There was one that, that, that I was like, "Fuck will guess this. Because I think I got a different class and then I heard that song on, train, on the spot album. I was like, fuck it, holy shit, man, this band is just like, it's just another song and I've just done it again. Yeah. Um, I understood everything in that song.
1: Yeah.
2: Aye. Aye. Quite tragic, is it? I didn't yeah. understand yeah. so much of the sex stuff. Yeah. But I understood, like, you know, somebody pissing and the High flats and all that. That yeah. was my that was my life. I I'm not so different that. Um, and then I think I heard like uh, they they done Jarvis think I mean Jarvis done a, a cover with. or was it an original song maybe? With, I think it was maybe like Echo Belly or something like that one of the bands. It was like maybe not Echo but I, They done a cover and I heard that in the radio and that was back in the days where you heard it in the radio. You were fucked if you didn't hear who the artist was or. Yeah. You know what I mean, what are you going to do? Okay. Are you going to stop it? Are you going to stop to the side of the road, to find a phone box, go in, somehow know what the radio station's phone number is? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're, you're fucked. And I, di- I didn't hear who it was, and it was one of the ones where it added to it in a way. <coughs> <laughs> it's like him singing by a female and they're singing about how much they hate each other. Have you, you, you ever heard this? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go we'll that in a minute. But it's such an amazing song. And, um, and then when I heard that, then I was just like, alright, I need to go and get the other albums then. Yeah. Because I thought, maybe different classes just like, yeah. I'm not bothered, it's not going to be that. You know what I mean? But then Myland End and then that other one, I was like, oh, shit, man, I, I better go and get all the other albums. You know? And I did. I, go, oh, I, I didn't get the first one, though. I did one really a lot. like Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, 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 think, I didn't I, have that much money to take a chance on it. I didn't have that much. Do you know what I mean? It was a chance. I was a chance. and I, I, just, I, I was never rich enough. I
1: think, uh, I, I think he's one of the, you know, certainly throughout the 90s was probably my my favourite pop star, favourite front man. I thought he was incredible, Jarvis Cocker. He was like, he just wasn't like anybody else. And he, yeah, I, I thought he was incredible. And I think, again, like just wrote some, I, I, I love it when people write really infectious hooky pop songs, but the subject matter is bleak. Like mm-hmm. I really like when they sort of play off against each other, and and I th- I think I've, I've heard it a million times and played it a million times in the clubs, but I think Common People's one of the greatest pop songs ever made. Uh, that uh, full version, that middle eight bit where you will never understand how it feels to live your life. Like,
2: fucking hell, man! Like uh, yeah, I remember watching the Queen played Tina Park. It was on the TV, and I came out in the house and Tina Park was on the TV and it was why they kind of holy shit man they just, you just see a different future for yourself you know what I mean you just you don't see exactly that because the idea of being in a band it's like if I wanted to play the guitar anybody who did play the guitar that that was me I didn't identify well, I didn't see myself in them yeah. you know what I mean like Smelly um you know what I mean? Like, holy juntles and all that and just like, you know, like, like, me lassies would talk to them. It didn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what I, how I, I this, this is not, not how I planned it to be for myself, you know what I mean? And, um, but, when I seen them on that Tina Park time, there's this, there's, I don't think I'm going to join a band in it, Matt, but if something happened, you know what I mean? It was like, and it was that, when they played Common People, um uh, amazing
1: when like one of my uh go to things to do if, if i've had a if i've had a you know a drink and i'm gonna you know listen to music i like to i like to watch performances and there's a, a um there's a brilliant version of uh pulp headline in glastonbury when they stood in for the roses in the in the like the, the 90s uh, where they do common people and it, it, it's, it's it's amazing and and it's because you can hear the crowd. And, and there's something about hearing crowd singing that that absolutely sets my bottom lip wobbling. And, and it's just... It's a weird thing to do. I like listening to crowd singing songs when I've had a drink and it, and I quite like getting emotional with it. it sounds strange, but I, I, it's one of my little things that I like to do. Went back and was looking at stuff um, that, that you'd done. And I saw... The performance of uh, "Cheating Heart," where you barely sang a note, mm. and the crowd—see, I presume you—you you know what I'm talking about—that that that, that performance—and
2: like, I'm not sure about performance, but like, I know that the crowd have sang and you know, all that, and like, and it's been just really loud and stuff. What, what gig was that?
1: It was Glasgow, um, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, and you, you literally. It's it's incredible. And I just want to ask you how that feels when something that you may have written on that guitar that's sitting behind you now, like in your bedroom, finds its way into the universe and then at some point you're standing there and there's fucking, you know, crowds of people screaming your work back at you. How does that feel?
2: not the same as what it feels when I would see the pulp thing because that's something that I can it's uh, you're on this side of the camera you know and you're like uh, you're looking at that and then the other way around it's it's different it's um, it's the difference between maybe going to a boxing match and fighting in a boxing match that's 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 what it would if I could sort of, I see how different that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, being in a boxing, being a fight in a boxing ring, I was going to say, being at a boxing match, you know what I mean? I, because, there's probably different things, it's like, um, I think surprise is probably one, if, but that that's, you're not really, and a, a part of you, is, um, when I go on stage and play, it's, I'm kinda you're lost in that expression and the, and the music in that kind of moment. It's it, it make it, it has a kind of effect on you that nothing else has ever been able to uh like kind get a hold of me like that, you know what I mean? Um and, and if 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 I if I do get conscious about any of the things like I would probably feel a touch of, like surprised all the time. I don't think that. I don't really know if. Sometimes I would maybe in the past maybe feel like oh like I shouldn't say things like that. You know what I mean? Because somebody might hear that and then think oh, that's quite disappointing if he's saying that. He should know what he is. You know what I mean? He should. Yeah. He should just, You know what I mean? But. But that's the truth, and I think that. Um. That part, just, he just you feel like the world's a good place and that things work out, you know what I mean? I think a part of you as well, it's like, a lot of the time, and I think it's probably the same for other artists as well, it's like, you don't really think about it as any any compliment on you or anything like that. It's not like that, it's like, if you've got like a, a, a dog or something like that and you love the dog and you take the dog out and somebody walks over and pets the dog, you don't think, oh, I'm wonderful. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like that. And that's maybe the way it should be, really, as well. Yeah. Because, because almost it's just like, I'm just like the chauffeur, you know what I mean, in a way. Mm. No, any more important or any less important. It's still pretty important because you still need to, like, drive straight and all that. Yeah. But when the song comes, it's, it's like, you know, when you're picking all these songs apart, like the Madonna ones and all that, and maybe it was forcing me to do that. So that's, it's just fortunate that I was a weirdo and wild that way. You know what I mean? And, and, and then when I was writing music for the band, it was, because it, now it's like something that people would be more like, they have more awareness of the music or whatever. But, you know, like most things that be are, are a bit like, you know, um, a bit different it's probably not always going to be quite an exotic uh, time for you because you know if you're unemployed you're mid-twenties you're singing songs in Glaswegian about a social worker or something No, it's like when people like oh it's an obvious thing, it's a good song or whatever that's the way people would look at it but but like a lot of things if you were really to go back to that time and look at You know how it was, but it's it's not as obvious, I don't think, and it's not as um, clear as to what's going to happen with that. Because it's like, it's different or, you know, it's harder to... um, Surprise surprise is something that I feel, and it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? It's amazing when you come off and it's like... I remember, like, my ma, there's a gig in Milan and she's up in, like, some balcony thing and just, you know, the the crowd was so loud, you know what I mean? And I looked up at her and I'm just like, you know, that's it, that's it. You know, she looks at me, she just, she's always totally, like, you know, you know what I mean? Just when I was a lot younger and all that. But there's something when that happens, it's a different thing. There's, 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 it's always the, the, the belief in the love and all that, but when that happens, there's, there's something that's been like, it's like a something that's been added on here that, that can never be. I'm never never going go back in time, change what happened. That that's it, it's done. You know what I mean? And I can have to tell all, they're all the, all the kind of things that just that makes me feel amazing. You know what I mean? But you don't. I never think um, anything about. Like
1: you know myself, oh, it's wonderful what I've done in it, Max, and that, like that. Um, all right. What was the first
0: record? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: You remember buying from a record store, James?
2: Records store? Uh, Right, so it was um, uh, Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. I know that I, say it. I was talking about Fardell earlier with Neil Young, so this um, song is also in the movie. Um, but the, re- the reason why all these things happened, that, that they were the same. Like, it would it make sense, the, the emotion through the thing, and then I would buy the first thing. And it would take a lot for me to buy a, a fucking bit of music, because yeah. I was totally embarrassed. I was in Asda with my mom and my stepfather. And I had to pretend that I was going to like look at computer games or something. And the music bit was a different bit. You pay the music bit was a different bit to where you pay when you're buying food. So I totally sneaked away to the fucking music thing. like a total, like a fucking troll, man. Do you know what I mean? Like a weird fucking, you know what I mean? There's was, was always like, that's pure, like creepy fucking or something. And uh, and I put the tape and went high of the tape put it in my pocket and then when I get home I had this wee like cassette and I would there was that a bit call it the middle eight in the song for anybody maybe would know it. and it's a bit where you get the verse and the chorus the verse and chorus or whatever and then you'll have a wee different bit in the song before it would maybe go to the end chorus and the middle eight in that song I would just rewind and play and rewind and play you know, remember the headphones that you hear it's like a metal bit and it's like wee sponge kind of bits there. You know, I mean, they're just pure, like, like, pure, fucking, you know what I mean, pure tight to my head. I'm just, like, rewind, play. I've I, I probably done it about, at like, least, at least 50 times or something. And I just thought that's what everybody, you know, but it was the, what he was singing, the words he was singing, the way he sang it, uh, the instruments that were playing, the synth, the way the drums sounded, everything the one, everything together. It was, it was a perfect bit. It was a perfect moment, you know what I mean, in a song. And, just, you know, it was just a magical, so uh, maybe that's why as well, that when I think back to it, with the with what he was singing. The thing is, when, when I first started the band, me and my cousin, we were like, do you want know, to play bass? Or aye, a guy in my class plays bass. So we just turned up at his house. That's so our bass player now. And I, you know, we beat the away at an Oasis gig or something like that. Um, and then I just thought, but well, well, don't I I'll, I'll probably write them not going to write songs, I'll just write them. <laughs> they didn't want to sang either, so I sang. But and but I was just thinking oh, like, I'd seen Oasis playing you know what I mean and it would probably be like hey, I'll, just, I'll write something with Live Forever or something like that or like Cigarettes and Alcohol or something and somehow I ended up being like, the songs that it's funny how you think that you're getting into something like in terms of that it was meant to be but it was completely not the way that you would uh, yeah. thought it would have went I guess everybody you know, in the like, probably got different stories like that you know what I mean um, which is pretty I mean it's pretty brilliant you know what I mean The it's about when I listen that Spill song. song um, maybe it actually isn't as weird that, that maybe I would write the, the songs and the, the words that I do, Um because that was the kind of the beginnings of really getting into music and and there's there's something that I can I can understand that a bit more than probably what I can some of the other things I liked when I was a bit older, like Oasis and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny because it's like uh, the different bands, different artists, different movies, different painters that they don't always have the same like um, effect on you and, and have the same you know make you feel the same like but you don't feel inspired to do the exact same. But you cannot, there's a different energy, or a different feeling you'll get after. That you maybe get feel Oasis, That you would maybe get to the other artists that I was talking about. It's a different energy or something you would get for it. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess all, it was all really important, and I I would always owe owe that. Um, I would I would I think I would owe it. For me, to uh, like, like write the best songs I can, and and be as like write the songs that is completely natural that, that's coming to me, and no try and fuck with that, and no trying and think about any other weirds. Or I want somebody to like the song, so maybe I shouldn't make it like this. Yeah. You look to all the people that, that, that made you feel like you can't fuck with that, you know what I mean? And if nobody ever hears your music, nobody ever buys your music, tough, yeah? That's no... If anybody does, it's a bonus. But when you're getting into this. They're under the assumption that... Nobody's ever going to fucking hear that, you, hear that you exist, you know what I mean? It's... And you still better be, like, everything you've got, and that's it, and no look for nothing, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's it's, it's, it's that, you know what I mean, for the side like of an ocean of greatness. And you're turning up with, like, you know what I mean, a wee drip. You're, you're trying to get a drip into that because that you, you owe it back in. The Sam Cooke thing we're talking about, all these things. What can you do? I mean, you don't, nobody knows how it's going to work out when they're maybe going to be starting any job or any music or anything. Um. I think that when something's moved you like that, that the point isn't it to be number one or to be well known or for the audience to like sing that's more than like the main point as it's the point as it's just I mean you were talking about you were uh, you, you were in bands and stuff like that as well and that's what the point is the point is is like feeling that feeling that you've got after that music and just like getting wanting to you know what I mean do that thing and whatever comes to that it comes yeah, that's cool you know what I mean um and you think about sometimes you see like, you know, something it could be Andy Warhol, it could be Marlon Brando or something like that, and it's all that same thing as well, because you get a different energy after all these things, you know what I mean, and inspiration, you know what I mean, uh, but I saw um, Streets of Philadelphia, um, uh, all okay. right so the lyrics to that, of, uh, it's like that thing that like Sam Cooke, it's like. it's a movie, it's, I know, it's a movie, but that is... It's when I was just listening to it on the the headphones and it was just you you can picture every every line in the song, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, It says
2: uh it says things like black and whispery like the rain. So black and whispery like the rain. I've never heard that before. What's that mean? I fucking know what it means. I don't know what it means, I've never heard it, but I do know what it means, you know. He's
1: something else, that guy, he's something else. Um, okay, track five, the song that soundtracks okay. your year's clubbing.
2: Okay, like, so it was, it was n- never really any kind of like proper, like, you know, clubs and stuff like that. I would normally I'd normally be hanging about the like, you know, the closest fire exit right in the shadows or something like that waiting till like, you, you know what I mean, just but like, total, so, I always remember my sister saying, like through the loud music we were in Benidons, if you don't dance, mate, no girl's ever going to speak to you. I remember like, I like, I looked down at my feet, you know what I mean? like long laces and you know all that, like pure nerd, and I was just like, I cannae, I felt like I was going to get a nosebleed on a dance floor. I I, I not I was too shy. Um, so I had another like you know what I mean I never had in clubs and stuff but when me Rob and Paul started the band and hanging out you know that, we'd like to go and get a pint so there was a club night in Glasgow that had started during the weekend it was uh, they would play like the Smiths and Happy Mondays and different things like that And so we were like that's that's you know we can we can like kind of handle that you know what I mean like being in that in that noise you know what I mean and I when we went in I remember this guy um uh was singing it was like this really kind of like mad like meathead guy like you know just skinhead he was built like a brick shit man, you know what I mean? There's was like scary looking guy and he just was was doing dance floor and he was turned and he was singing Shyness is nice. Shyness will stop you from doing all those things in life you going to like or something. Like that. I mean, he was singing shyness is shyness is nice, like, he was singing it like a punk. You know, he looked like a the fucking half punk. You know what I mean? And I was just thinking, holy shit, man, that's fucking weird. What he's singing?
1: Yeah.
2: It's he like he's like terrifying looking, and he's singing shyness. is nice. Um, but, and I was just like, holy shit, and I thought, fuck man, that's some band, Yeah. that's some fucking band, I mean, that's, that's, fuck, what have just happened there, man, between that, that guy, Morrissey, and Johnny Marlowe that they made that song, and then that guy's like, fucking, you know, it's weird, then it's had that effect on him, to be yeah. like that, you know what I mean, so it's like, you'll sing things like that, and I think that's a special band, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that, that was probably the, the, the biggest memory I've got, I like, being in a club and yeah. hearing music, you know what I mean? And it's weird because I guess people would talk about the Hacienda or, or their thing when, they, you know what I mean, they started coming up a pillow end the Hacienda or something, but it'll, it'll be the thing that changes. But for me, and my mis- like, my, my kind of gloomy <laughs> uh, life, that that's my standout moment in a club. It's not some magical euphoria, generally, you know. I'll
1: tell Same you, me, James, you, 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 you're uh, you're in good company, mate. I've done 350 of these uh, podcasts, and I reckon, of all the musicians that I've spoken to, I reckon 80% were like, no, nah, I'm not, never was really a clubber. Like, uh, And, you know, they said, oh, I'd go to my local indie night. And stuff like that but there wasn't many people when I set this up I thought there would be lots of people saying oh I went to Ibiza in the summer of blah 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 and this absolutely changed my whole mindset and and it isn't I I think so many you know musicians have kind of echoed a little bit of what you've said of just you know kind of like awkward and you know shy and (laughs) would kind of just be in the club because their pals were there and yeah you you, you're in good company uh there 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 wasn't i have had a few that have obviously that that were of an age where they got to experience like the hacienda and and you know the 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 big outdoor acid ass parties and things like that but yeah most most people have lent towards that kind of yeah finding your local indie night and kind of then sort of finding your your tribe really finding your, your gang of mates that all sort of like the same music as you and uh and but then at that point said most people were starting to kind of write songs and, and, and were being in bands and, and stuff like that. So yeah, you're not alone mate.
2: Uh, <laughs> I I just there's there's something that I've kinda like um, never really kinda understood a lot. Like um how people can like dance and they really like enjoy it and they really mean it. But the songs just came on they've maybe never heard it before and they're still getting it out of their throat but they don't actually know what song. they don't know the song. I'm just kind of confused that how can they... It's it's not it's no the world that's got a problem and it's me, you know what I mean? It's just that like I kind of compute how that how that works then. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I've um, always been like that. My sister was always like, she was always the one that would just be like kind of like right in there and I would always be the one hiding kind of behind her uh-huh. Or the hiding, behind my mouth or something like that, you know what I mean? And it's weird because, it's funny, like, I've had that, like, way I've everything in my life, but there's certain times where I'm unnaturally unshy, and compared, do you know what I mean? Um, I guess, signing a band and all that. You know, I've never felt one, I've never felt anything else that I can remember, being in the band, being and I can never remember feeling shy being in the band. But I probably should have at times, you know what I mean? Uh, I should probably have been there, like, you know, like, kind of on it and, like, I'd be nervous or something before a big be kick and all that. And, and I, I was kind of, like, a serial killer, man. I was just, like, in the, the emotion like that, you know what I mean? And, um, so it's weird that with certain things you're just, like, you can feel... I can feel quite shy about certain things. And then there's other things, like, you know, everything during the day feels, like, kind of bit you know, maybe might be normal life stuff, you know what I mean, but to talk to people and blah that, you know, that, and then you you get the gig at night and then you walk on stage and there's a lot of people there and that's when you feel like you can get rest and that's when you're getting into your living room and that's a bit weird because you think, oh, the other things really, looking at it on paper, that would be like, that'd be easy stuff and if you were shy then that bit of stuff then you'd be like, you know, worried about it kind of because there's got to be a lot of people there and, um, was it, was it the same
1: when you played football? Was, was you, like, comfortable? Or was you confident? Like, or would you worry about that?
2: With the ball, with, with, When the ball was there. If it was, like, you know, in the dressing room or before you meet up and all that kind of thing, I would always feel really, really shy. I mean, even the last team that was the release they were like, right, we want to get rid of you, bring in somebody else kind of thing. And I was like... My first thought was, no, that I was getting Zach. It was just, like... I don't want to go to another team because I don't know anybody who's there that was my first like, it would take me kind of, like, a little while depending on depending on who people were like it would yeah. take me a while to get to know them you know what I mean I'm quite like that anyhow I'm still like that in some ways but it would take me a couple of years before I really kind of, know somebody about But um but then but then I guess when when I was actually playing in the board M.A.S. Um, I, I didn't feel like I felt like maybe the word is confident, I guess. I felt confident and I felt um, I don't really I need to, but like, I don't need to try and work out how to do this or what to do. All I need to do is just let myself go, kind of thing. And that was the same with music and the same with football, I guess. For the better or the worse, if somebody would enjoy it, I wouldn't enjoy it, but, but I know that from, from, from my position, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it is like that, because I think that a lot of different bands and different artists have got a, a much different sort of uh, anxiety about probably the songs, their lyrics, the you know, where they're at, their performance, and it and doesn't that weird way I'm quite... Um, I'm, I feel quite lucky because I've not got any of that that thing but I understand what it is they're talking about and I'm just glad that I don't yeah. you know what I mean so I think a lot of these things could uh, alter your the experience being in a band completely you know what I mean yeah
1: so right. I'm going to take you home uh, for track six uh, and ask you for a favourite song from an artist from your home county please
2: well I was thinking about a lot of uh, like, you know, bands that maybe were Scottish and stuff and 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 it's not that songs they're good songs and all that. I think sometimes when it's like maybe songs that you've grew up with for your country, you know, like they're good songs and stuff like that, but um but maybe it's just I've not really viewed them as a kinda of little thing that I'd say, that's my favourite there's not really many that I could and that's why I was thinking about the first person I think any artist like, the, the, like Scottish whether it's like you know movie director or painter or rock and roll singer it's always Billy Connolly. that is the first um, the first person that I'll always kind of like oh Billy Connolly. no matter just when I think about greatest like kind of Scottish anything, you know what I mean? Um, And uh, I was lucky enough to to meet Billy about, when was that, about seven years ago now, I think, when a song that nobody's ever heard, I don't even think of, really told that many people obviously my pals pa, whose daughter knew after that you know I mean, we've been pals ever since when, when I met Billy um, but um, he's just it's, it's quite mad to think that that guy there's still there's still legends like that that are walking this earth like that you know what I mean it's like that's normally the ones that are the, the special ones that like feel it you know what I mean it's like like in I don't know, Charles Dickens or something like that, something that's feel like way back and it's just like like a legend, it's just a myth. Kind of sort like, he's he's still walking this earth, man, and that fucking that's crazy, man. And he's um but uh, it's a guy that I've always kinda just, of, he's hard not to completely love, you know what I mean? And then and then I guess after meeting him and stuff like that, um well kind of blows you away even where the way he is. He's just really kind, really genius. You know what I mean? I it, was better, it, was, it was better than a kind genius. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he could be anything, but that's probably it. Uh. Yeah. Right. Um So I would say, say favourite song, Scottish song, I think it was in a farewell, he's Billy Conley.
1: Perfect. Perfect. James, I'm going to ask you to play Tastemaker for the last track. Uh, and introduce something to uh, to the listeners of this podcast that you think they may not have heard. Um, so for track seven, it's a song that many people may not know that you would like them to hear.
2: Um, well, I was, uh, I was thinking about um, a band called Mew. Now I'm sure that a lot of people will have heard their music. Um but I, I, was, I was thinking, I'll oh, 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 mention them, because so they're a, a great band. Um, and I don't really know how to pronounce any of the words here. So I know how to pronounce cartoons, and how do you pronounce that word? And I don't even know what it means.
1: You've gone for uh, uh, macrame? Cartoons uh, and
2: macrame? I was going to say that. I was going to say actually,
1: I should have that. I thought if I say it, and it's like something completely different. I actually, I should have taken the gamble. But so, what's that, do you know what that means? I, I don't. No. Um, I'm so glad you chose Mew. I, I was really lucky. I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan, uh, and I managed to get Jonas on the podcast about three months ago. <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and yeah, he's 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 lovely, and, and fucking hell, what a voice, man.
2: Uh, uh, his, his personality as his voice—it's different, different. I, I got to know him because the, the producer on our first album had produced Mew, and he was saying, "Oh, um you would like Mew," and I'd never heard their music or, and stuff like that. So they—they was playing a gig in Glasgow, and, and I said, to bitch, I was, there, I was like eh, Tell you honest, I'll take him out for a beer after the gig or whatever so I went down and met him after the gig and so I ended up in some mad party you know in a funeral to be honest it's just like I, you know what I mean it's like it was good on him for like he's a good sport about it you know what I mean but, uh, but he, was ended, he ended up in a place that he probably you know what I mean That kind of mad place is, he just, he's probably not in that often to be honest you know what I mean Yeah, he's a, he's a, a brilliant guy brilliant guy and he's one of the ones it's kind of like it's one of the ones where he's different and he's he's uh, he's really good yeah. he's um, i went to see one one night I, it was a few years ago me and my fiancée were driving to Gothenburg and it was all up pal and her pal's boyfriend and they were, they were watching Copley and so I, I went along and all that and around the way there that would found out she says oh Muir's supporting then I I was like oh that's amazing I'll get to see him I'll see him for easy. and I went in and it's a stadium for of people and Malmo in uh, Malmo Gothenburg <laughs> stadium for of people and Jonas walks it, and he's quite he's not the kind of guy that walks it; he runs out and starts to clap to the <laughs> like but it's the opposite of that he's just like a, a doddle he just doddles out onto the stage Kinda of like he's got this long coat on, this long jacket. Summer's last night, and the stadium was filled at this point, and and it was just like you see him on the big screens and all that, and the audience are just like totally quiet, you know, just staring at him kind of thing. And he's just chill, he's totally chilled to out, it, and it's just like boom, right, here's a song, and then after a couple of songs, it's just like thanks, this is amazing, this is great, that, and really enjoying it. And the stadium's pure silent man, you know what I mean? They'll just like what the this? You know what I mean? We've got his C player. that's probably the best with a lot of sport bands, you know what I mean? Well, they don't know it and blah blah. Like, I'm sure those heard probably loved it as well. But you want know, to it's just slip like slow motion and fits that he's got a bottle of Volvic in his pocket. It's not even like there's it's not like any sense of danger with any kind of like it's not like a it's a wee bottle of old plastic Volvic and he's just stunned them, he's just like takes a off he his pocket pure slow motion man I can see him on this big fucking screen and he's just like pure taking his time he's pure trying to unscrew the cap he's like
0: mm-hmm.
2: put the lid back on it and the stadium's full of people that are just like what the fuck is this man <laughs> it give a shit. It does not give a shit there's no thinking or momentum energy like how to make this a good gig at that because I, I tell you it is different when I love both. I love the the big ones or the weird ones because it's a it's a different thing where you can sort of uh maybe I don't know like maybe talk about things or like get a laugh it's something or something. When it's a smaller when it's the big thing, as a it's a different energy to a lot of people and that's a cool energy to have. But but you notice that there's a certain there's a certain bit of choreography or like a, like a ballet dancer if you if you it loses the momentum with it and sometimes it's hard to, you feel it slip a but It's a weird thing that you can't just switch it on enough to get it back. He did not give a fuck. <laughs> did not give a fuck. And it was amazing and then he would just like, this next song, boom. And it would just be like some mad as fuck song. Yeah. Mad as fuck voice. Yeah. And just fucking glorious, man. I was just sitting, I was just like, fucking. <laughs> I <It's> like, that's not fucking Throughout it's like,
1: uh, you know, not that. And sometimes when you see a pal, doing thing, yeah. holy shit, man. it's like, uh, it's amazing. Uh, they're, they're, they're the band that signified the end of like when I decided I were not going to make music anymore, and like we'd be band folded. And it was everything we wanted to be, we just weren't good enough to be what we wanted to be. But I got sent the single Uh, because I was doing, you know, the the clubs and the DJs used to get sent promos and I got sent this promo from this new band called Mew and it was, do you know the track Am I Right? Yeah. Like, and they sent me that and I put it on and I played it to the band and I was like, this is what I want to sound like and we're never going to sound like that. I think it's time to knock it on the head, fellas. And I remember just thinking, fucking hell, this, the drums and then his voice, it was like, this is absolutely incredible. And then got the album and was like, yeah, this is everything I wanted to do in music. And I could never get anywhere near that. And it was like, uh, I'm just going to knock that on the end and just enjoy listening to people that know how to do what I want to do. And, oh, my God. At least you had the, the brains to actually stop. It's like
2: me, I've not got the brains to stop and I've got a bunch of or something. Punching Melody, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm so totally my heels in. Totally stubborn, no being up. Everybody's like, James, come on. <laughs> my, daughter's, my daughter's like, why do you want to put music that's cool? Why don't you like music that's cool? I'm <laughs> like, it's
1: going fucking hard. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, James, as we kind of... Uh, we're recording this just before Christmas and uh, this will be out uh, in the early part of uh, 2022. Um, what are you looking forward to personally uh, for next year, mate? And what's going to be happening professionally? Um, well,
2: we're looking forward to Christmas. I've been really looking forward to Christmas songs. a lot of them. It's just it's that feeling I was talking about the other and all that Like last Christmas. the decent song, and you see that video, but it's something mm-hmm. that makes me feel a bit something's going right here, like Christmas jumpers and it's like a lot of lingering looks and all that and Cliff oh. Richard and all that I don't know, there's something about it, I'm just like, the darkness like, the, or the altar boys and the snow and all that, so I'm just like something, something's going right here I don't know where it is, so I'm looking forward to Christmas, so uh, this all that, and I'm looking forward to, I've had to do something, I was just working on a new song the other day so I've just been recording it might be an EP I guess that just uh, the band will release pretty like as soon as it's done, really. You know, because it took us a, it took us like seven years to make an album, so we done with the album, and then I think it'd be good now just do the, the opposite thing. You know, like just to uh, make music fast, and good, and put it out, kind of thing. Um, that was always a plan by the weather, do You know what I mean? I was, I was planning on doing it quick seven years ago. That was, that a plan, but didn't work out. And um, so, like that, till in February. And um, so, with this I guess, with the state as it comes, with the whole, you know, what I mean. We don't know exactly how things are going to play. Um, you know, but but uh, you know, even if it doesn't, if it does, or it doesn't, you know, then I'm sure that it's not going to be. I think we've come through quite a lot of it now, haven't we? You know, if you even think back to the position we were in last year, You know, it was pretty shitty, man, my not it? You know what I mean? We only had that Christmas day. I don't know what you said in England, but in, in Scotland, it was uh, just the Christmas day that we had, you know, mm. um, and stuff. So at least uh, it's, the things of me compared to that it's a lot better Uh Songs like the things that have worked on with Billy Conley and all that. I've got a bunch of things like that that I've done with other people as well, like three, ten years ago. So I'm hoping that you know, like, I'm gonna finish this EP thing, and um, then it's like that. And I sense like there's a bunch of things that's actually um, that need that need to uh, be finished kind of thing. You know. I mm. um, so that's that's that, about you, but you, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but sure what's your plans.
1: Uh, I'm hoping that I can keep my club open, uh, and uh, yeah, I just I, I, like lockdown has kind of shown me that this this thing called Zoom exists, where you can talk to people in their front rooms, which I really like. And uh, because to be honest, what kind of kept me sane throughout it was being able to talk as we're talking. I like I love talking about music, and and I've been really lucky that over the last you know. 18 months I've got to talk to music to the people whose music I really enjoy and so yeah it's been really nice to be able to kind of connect with so many people like this and 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 enthuse about things like Sam Cooke and uh Depeche Mode you know that they're 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 the conversations I have with my friends you know when I'm down the pub and it's it's lovely that you know I can do this and, and throw it out into the the podcast universe and 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 people listen to it and seem to enjoy it so yeah i've been really enjoying doing Mm -hmm. that and hopefully plenty more of that next year mate that's good that's good man
2: well i hope uh, hope everyone wants out of the club and everything else and did you get a new a new dirty mat now again sorry now now you sold you sold your the mattress thing the mat
1: when we sold all the carpet the the, the carpet thing have you
2: got a new one
1: yeah, yeah, it's brand spanking new, but obviously we've had sort of three months of it being reopened, so it's... Uh, I don't like it being clean, don't you?
2: Know? Like, it's,
1: no, it, right. <laughs> it smells clean in there, which is really weird, you know? It just needs that kind of, that, that sort of smell of, I don't know, it used to be sort of cigarettes, it's but it's, it's more kind of stale beer and teen spirit, that kind of, you know, that, that kind of stench, which is, uh, right. it's slowly coming back, so... uh yeah. <laughs>
2: Honestly, you know, yeah, you can't put it. It's a good
1: thing. Yeah, like, you sound so
2: disappointed
1: with No, no. <laughs> <laughs> James it has been a proper joy, mate. Like I was so looking forward to having a chat with you about records, and and when I got your list, I just thought we're going to talk about great records, and I didn't in a million years think we'd be talking about Sam Cooke and, and Mew. So it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much, I mate. Really wonder,
2: mate. Thanks so much. And
1: have a great uh, that. You too, buddy. There you go. Um, Oh, I love that. Absolutely loved that. Um, tried to kind of rein in the fanboy stuff a bit. And, you know, Jamesy he, he's one of my favorite vocalists. You know, we was talking, you know, with, with, with such love and passion for Sam cook's voice, but I think there's just as much soul in Jamesy's voice. I love it. Um, but yeah, wanted to sort of spare the embarrassment of uh, of saying that uh during the interview. But yeah, like what what a absolute gent. That was such a lovely chat. Um getting to chat about Mew. I mean getting to hear James uh sing Sonita was quite um <laughs> bizarre and brilliant. Uh but yeah, hope you've had as much um enjoyment listening to that as I did uh having that conversation. Thanks again to you slot for, for listening and, and supporting. it, it really does uh, mean a lot, so thank you loads. And uh, and yeah, anything you need to know about the podcast, off the beat and track I'll be back next time. See you soon. Bye bye. It's Off the Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. with me, Stu Whippin'.
2: In